So today's um, episode, I'm joined by a fellow Scotsman, Mr. Gavin Bell. I'm sure many of you will have seen him uh, pop up on your Facebook. So welcome, Gavin. Thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having me here, Craig. It's a pleasure. <laughs> um, that's good. I've, I've um, been watching your stuff for a while, and obviously I've bumped into you a couple of times at different events. But um, yeah, I think it'd be good. I've not had anyone that's been a Facebook specialist, if you like, um, on the show. So it's going to be good to pick your brains and um, find out more about yourself as well and stuff because you, you've, you've not been in this industry that long, have you? It's probably, I mean, when I first launched the business, maybe six years ago, mm-hmm. five, six years ago, it was, I was kind of more in the social media management side of things. Um, and then it was probably maybe four so years ago, I decided that um, I was going to focus purely on the kind of Facebook ads side of things. So in the, in the grand scheme of things, no, it's not been, a, it's not been that long. Nah, it's, uh, but now, obviously, in the last couple of years, I think your profile has blown up <laughs> massively. Probably a bit like myself, just talking at all these different events and uh, everything else. But yeah, you've, you've seemed to have just blown up everywhere I look now. It's just Gav Bell this speaking here you know funnel academy this um so i'm assuming business is going well for you then yeah it's it's quite funny it's i mean it's probably you've just been on my website once and i've hammered you with ads for the for the rest of your life so it appears (laughs) like that Um, no business is great so obviously i have the um like you mentioned there the funnel academy which is a, a membership program that i launched this year um and on the other side of that i've got the the agency where we do done for you facebook ad services so i think the um the more and more businesses are starting to realize that you know advertising tv radio newspaper doesn't work anymore and that they have to finally start advertising online i mean it's it's good for me and good for business so is it purely facebook ad you do or if what what if someone comes to you and says listen i fancy a bit of paper click as well do you dabble in that or no, it's just purely Facebook. Um, and one, one of the things that we've like, kind of the business has changed slightly over the last few years is, um, and you probably experienced something similar in, in your space working with clients is people would come to me with wanting Facebook ads help and they've got, you know, a large budget to spend, but things like their, their funnel, their offer, their website sucks. And, you know, I don't want to spend money on something that's fundamentally broken. So we've started to, uh, you know, or I've started to kind of work more on the whole funnel. So how do we take somebody from not knowing who we are, clicking on our ad all the way through to actually purchasing from us? You know, the Facebook ad part is actually only one small part of that larger journey. Yeah. So I've started working with um, with businesses on that larger journey there just because, like I say, you probably you probably know this yourself, but a business can't just spend money on Facebook or you know PPC or, or whatever it may be and expect it to be the golden bullet if they don't have all the other ingredients. Exactly, it's a it's one of the things I actually stopped doing client work because similar thing, you know, you inherit in a real bad website and people are expecting you know me to be able to take ownership of you know <coughs> making better landing pages. Making a, making a better website, better content, everything else. And it just became a drag and they weren't really prepared. Not all clients are prepared to pay for that journey as well. Um, and obviously that's where 
I think you have to be able to say no to specific types of clients or, or you know, step away from certain types of work as well. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, you, you taking ownership of that, um, you know, the full journey is something you have to do because people, you know, nine times out of 10 people are coming with some crappy, you know, plan or some crappy funnel, if you like. Um, and you've got to, and they're expecting you just to click a couple of buttons there in Facebook and in comes all this money. Yeah, I mean, exactly. We, we, we work with a lot of local business. And when I say that, I don't mean, you know, local to Edinburgh. I just mean they operate within a local area. And one of the, you know, they'll often, let, let's take the example of, you know, a private doctor, for example, they'll come to us and they'll say they want more patients. You know, they've got a website, they've been, they've had an intern that's been posting on Facebook and tweeting three times a day and all this sort of stuff. And they say, right, we want to spend uh, money on Facebook because we believe that Facebook is going to help us get more patients in because we believe, we've heard it. We, we totally understand that Facebook is a good place to advertise. So you're thinking, okay, that's great. That's, that's good. That's a good starting place. But then their idea of what works is kind of going back to what they've always done, which is probably direct mail, newspaper, TV, radio. And so they expect us to just be able to put up an ad on Facebook with, are you looking, do you like, do you have a sore back? Give us a call and expect it to work when, you know, I know that that's never going to work. And so what we now do is kind of try and implement a bit of a system for them. So say, right, we'll run the ads, but first of all, we need to build the funnel out on what's, what's the offer going to be at the end of that funnel? Is it a free consultation? Is it a seminar? Is it a webinar? What's it going to be? And then we need to get all the tracking installed in there so we can start seeing how much we're spending per, per lead and per patient and trying to bring them through that whole process because if you just say yeah i'll take your money and run some facebook ads you're you're just scratching the surface and if you're just scratching the surface you're never really going to get the results that both you and the client want and need yeah no it's uh, it makes perfect sense um you know i think um you, you've hit the nail on the head there it's just client have you know clients do have crazy expectations and think it as a button pushing exercise but for for anyone else who maybe wouldn't want to use you for facebook ads as a done for you service you do provide training and stuff don't you yeah so i mean i've i've had courses in the market now for again a couple of years and one of the things that i made a massive mistake when i first launched my my first course was I built something that I thought the market wanted, which was a, a course on how to run Facebook ads. But what I quickly realized was, you know, a small business owner doesn't necessarily want to know how to learn Facebook ads from a technical point of view. They want to learn, you know, how do I generate more leads? How do I, how do I get more sales? Uh, and so that course that I launched, despite spending an enormous amount of time on it, never actually performed the way I wanted it to perform. And so what I decided to do was I would then start to build a community inside a Facebook group. And that community um, was, you know, I just put an enormous amount of time and effort into it. I did a weekly live call. I would give them, you know, weekly training videos and charge them nothing for it. And also what I did with that was really, really scrutinized everybody that came in. So I made sure that the people coming in were my target audience. So I think I, I grew the group to about 1,500 people, which isn't enormous, but it was a really high engaged group. And then what I did was I surveyed them and I said, what do you want to learn? Why do you want to learn it? What would, what would it allow you to do if you were to learn this thing? 
and what methods would you like to learn it in? And I think 80% of people came back and said uh, that they would like to learn in a membership monthly payment type idea. Uh, and one of the problems that they had with courses and, and learning was not having somebody to hold their hand mm-hmm. as they kind of went through the program. So that's when I decided to launch the Funnel Academy, which is uh, essentially teaching people what I would do for a client, but allowing them to do it themselves. Uh, and that's $49 a month. They get access to all the training and, and support from me. And it's it's going really well. It's, I tell you, a, a membership program is a roller coaster of emotions, um, but it's great fun at the same time. Yeah, I think you'd need a lot of hard work and uh, dedication to do that, though. I think people think running a group's easy, and um, you've obviously got you know problems with people and uh, stuff like that. But no, it's great that it's working out for you. I think if you've got the right audience and the right type of people in that group and paying you and stuff like that, it can certainly um, have a massive impact. I know a guy, you know, a few guys that have um similar types of groups and they they do seem to go well so um i think people you know what what you're saying there is people sometimes just want their handheld and you know they they like that social element where they're talking to people in groups and all that kind of stuff as well i think it's uh, a not just a case of people just want to you know read some course and bugger off and that's it don't talk to you ever again um so you do it's, it's amazing you know i've done a few courses myself and you launch them just thinking, yeah, I'll launch this and, you know, that'll, that'll tick all the boxes for everyone and you come nowhere close to it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, no, that that's all good and well. Um, I want to talk to you as well about your Facebook videos. Um, I've seen a lot of them recently and um, is it me or are, are you starting to become funnier now? <laughs> are you adding, <laughs> um, adding a bit more humor to them now that you're maybe a more experienced, more relaxed with it? Or have you always been that funny? Um, I think, so I used to create, I think bef- like before me and, you, me and you knew each other, I used to create a lot of outdoor Scottish-based content, mm-hmm. um, which is a completely different story in itself. But essentially I would film myself at the weekend going for hikes and, and whatnot. And I feel like I was able to get a lot of humor into those videos and they actually did really well on Facebook. So, you know, I was pretty much getting on average about 40,000 views a week and some videos were hitting like 300,000 views, like crazy numbers. Um, and a lot of people liked the humorous side in those. And I think, you know, what a problem that I had personally was in when creating business content, I felt like I had to be a little bit more serious and professional you know that's kind of what we're taught and I, th- I think just over over the space I mean just over time of creating video content and seeing what works I've, I've been able to you know take the more humorous side into what I do and, and put that into the content that I create um, and now now that I've started to create some of these videos and they've gone down really well it's like ah, oh, well let's actually maybe try and put an emphasis on creating funny stuff so i'm constantly thinking about like what are what are situations that happen in business because it still has to be you know related to my target audience so what are situations that happen in business that we can kind of laugh about so one of the things that um springs to mind is every person that works from home that i've ever spoken to 
complains that they get distracted by things around the house when they should be working. So that's a perfect opportunity there to create a funny video that's also um, related to my target audience. So I, I don't know if I've, I've, I've necessarily become funnier, but I think I've definitely become probably more confident in showing that funny, humorous side uh, when I'm putting content out there. Yeah, de- definitely. <laughs> There's definitely the, the business jargon video. I honestly, I can't stop laughing at that one. It's just <laughs> the faces and stuff. And there was another one where you were like, um, you had a towel over your head and you were squealing like a girl. It was really funny as well. Can't remember exactly what you said. It was a couple of months back. But, um, you know, certainly from the outside looking in, <laughs> they are becoming funnier than I think. Um, again, I can relate to that as well. And, you know, I, I used to try and be very serious on videos and, and now I'm just, you know, I just do any crazy shit. And I think adding a bit of humor or character to it certainly worked very well for me when it comes to videos. And, um, you know, I can certainly see that um, having the same effect as you. But on that note, um, obviously I seen your troll the other day um, saying if I see you again or, you know, whatever it was, you know, don't want to see your face again, blah, 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 blah. Um, was that your first experience with real trolling or do you get that regularly? Um, so I've, I've, I've had a lot of trolls in the past, again, with the, with the uh, Scottish-based content because I was getting so many views on those. They were attracting like a lot of hate um, as well as a lot of nice comments, but just a lot of crap as well. So I've I've been there and experienced the hate stuff. I I wouldn't say I've really had much from my kind of business orientated content. So that was probably the first really bad, as in like actual hate comment that I got where the guy was um, basically said, I'm snobby. I come across as better than other people. And if I got hit by a bus, he wouldn't bat an eyelid, which is very nice of him. Um, so yeah, that's probably, probably the first from a business perspective, but I feel like I've got a tough skin because of my exposure to the hate and the trolls during the Scottish stuff. So it's not going to put you off making more funny videos? Um... No, not at all. I mean, in <laughs> fact, turn, turn, like when I got that comment, instead of being like, oh man, like taking it negatively, I was actually like, okay, how can we turn this into something funny? Because the guy, the guy that commented it was not necessarily the the smartest looking person, shall I say? And I mean, that was kind of you could see that in his spelling and grammar. So I was like, well, how can we turn this into a positive? Do we? And so I turned it into a. I got my designer to turn it into like an inspirational quote. And um, it's funny every time I do get a troll comment, I screenshot it and I share it across all my social media platforms so instagram twitter facebook and those posts are always the ones that have the most engagement so what's quite funny is this guy left a comment saying he didn't like my video didn't want to see me whatever but by him commenting on it it then got a few other people commenting on it so the video got more exposure and then screenshotted it shared it across all the different platforms and amassed over a hundred like uh, comments on uh, Facebook and and the other ones, and so this guy's one comment has got me a hell of a lot more exposure than if he had never commented on the first place, which I find quite funny. Yeah, no, I think you you're definitely handling it in the the right way. I, I've suffered similar in the past, and 
Um, I'm the type of guy. You're really bad, have you not? <laughs> I, I let it get me down slightly at the start, but I think you just have to laugh it off. And, um, you know, I think it's hard not to take it personally sometimes, but um, I think the way you're handling it is a hell of a lot better than I have previously handled it. And obviously, for anyone else out there um, listening who does get that kind of thing, don't let it put you off. Keep going, keep doing what you're doing. As you say, you can turn it into a positive. And I'm pretty sure you would probably say that you know, 70 or 80% of the comments that you do get are people just laughing and having a joke with you and enjoy the content anyway. There's always going to be an element of people who don't like your jokes or are jealous that you can maybe make a joke on camera or whatever it is. Um, yeah, and I, think, I think that's an important point to make, which is, and I'm guilty of this, is you'll post a video and you might get, you know, 20 positive comments but you'll only focus on the one negative comment yeah so you get the one negative comment you'll spend half an hour researching this person feeling crap about it whereas when you get the positive comments you just kind of brush them off i mean it's, <laughs> it's human nature to do that but we need to remember that you know the the people that are leaving these hate comments are uh typically you know sad themselves and so like with this guy that left this comment for me I genuinely felt sorry for him because for him to see a video of mine, which was, wasn't even a promotional video in the slightest. It was a clip from a podcast of mine. Um, and to take the time out of his day to leave such a horrible comment like that, you know, that guy's obviously got some sort of issues for him to, to do that. So, you know, I feel sorry for the guy. Yeah. I think, uh, Probably, probably is one of those situations where they do do have underlying issues. But on to more <coughs> positive stuff, I want to talk to you a bit more about your videos and everything else that you're getting out. So would I be right in saying that you work um, from home um, and all of these videos and everything else that you're making are all done by yourself or do you have like a videographer? So yeah, I work from home. So I've got the, the home office set up and... Um, when, when I moved into here a few months ago, basically kitted it out with all the kind of equipment that I, I would need to ensure that I can create really good video content from here. Um, I have had a videographer in the past actually, but we made a decision to, to stop that. And, and now I do all the filming myself, but I do have uh, a podcast editor and a video editor that you know, I just send all the content to, and then also somebody that does a bit of content repurposing too. Yeah. So for example, if I uh, film a video, they'll turn it into a blog post and they do all my promotion. So essentially once I've, once I filmed a video or recorded a podcast, then I don't see it until it starts getting promoted on the, on the newsfeed. <laughs> it's a nice way of working. It's a, uh, I was curious to know if you did outsource elements of it and, uh, stuff like that because obviously again from the outside looking in you either work like an absolute dog um, you know doing this stuff or you've got a good team around about you or you cleverly you know have people doing various bits and bobs for you which is a uh, you know again I think people think rat, you know rattling through videos which which you're doing um, is simple easy you know it's and it's nowhere near as easy as you may um have it looking um you know there's and you know i'm assuming there's outtakes when you're trying to do funny videos and 
balls oh, yeah. up and all that as well. So that's it. I think you're doing um, you're doing a, a lot of work there, or what seems to be a lot of work, and as you say, repurposing bits of it and putting it, you know, snippets out here, there, and everywhere. So obviously that all has a positive impact on your your business. But on the speaking side of things, obviously we spoke. Um, at an event, I think it was Milan last year, which I'm going yeah. to in next week. Um, do you, are you still doing as much public speaking, or are you trying to maybe move focus to more videos? What What are you finding works well? Because um, I'm asking for personal gain. I've done a lot of actual speaking conferences again this year, um, and my plan for next year is I probably don't have to travel the world. I can probably get a lot of content out there doing what you do just doing the video thing and facebook promotion and stuff like that so would what what would your advice be on that yeah i mean so i I last year did a lot more speaking gigs than i have done this year and that was kind of a conscious change for me um really because i was i found i was spending a huge amount of time traveling and going to conferences and you know not actually seeing them if i'm bluntly honest not actually seeing a return on investment from that because for me um, I know everybody's different here but for me when I'm speaking on stage I like to try and have a really well polished like I do a lot of prep in my talk so I spend an enormous amount of time on speaking and if I'm not speaking to my perfect audience or you know I'm not getting paid a fee to speak then you know there needs to be a compromise and and so I've decided this year I well I did decide this year to stop doing as much speaking gigs and one thing that's working really well for me actually is and this hasn't really been a conscious effort for me to try and get more of these but it just seems to have landed on my lap I don't know if it's maybe because I'm producing more video is you know online memberships and online communities asking for me to speak to their members you know over zoom yeah and hosting an online workshop and on online talk and what i found with these is they're willing to pay quite typically mm-hmm. and if they're not willing to pay then i mean you can turn them down but you can you can very much see that do they have the the audience that you want to be in front of or not so i'm finding that there's more and more of these workshops and online speaking opportunities and i'm not talking about um you know online video summits and those types of things i'm talking about like specific organizations or membership sites coming to me and saying we want to run a facebook ads workshop for our members our members are all local businesses clinics we're willing to pay you this for this it'll be half an hour with 10 minutes q a at the end and i'm like perfect i can literally come into my office sit like i am right now set my mic up. I don't have to do any traveling. I don't really have to do any preparation for it either. And I'm getting the same benefit, if not more than, you know, if I was to say travel to Albania to do a talk and take three days out of the office, plus all the preparation time. So that's definitely something that's working for me right now. Yeah, no, it's something I'm definitely considering um, going forward for next year, because obviously I'm always last to put in my slides and I find the whole preparation thing, um, it's a pain in the ass. Like I can talk about digital marketing, you know, things can just roll off my tongue and I can talk for Britain, um, but it's the whole putting slides together and yeah. the traveling, sitting about in hotels and um, yeah, it's for, for the sake of half an hour on a stage or whatever it may be. Um, and it's not, as you say, it's not always lucrative, but I was curious to know 
um, because you, you do you do a hell of a lot more video than me. Um, and I've heard a few other speakers that, uh, that I'm friends with say, you know what, I'm going to just invest um, money and time into to the Facebook ads type of thing because certainly my audience um, is worldwide and I'm sure yours is the same. Um, and you don't always have to focus in the UK. You can get cheap Facebook ads and yeah, totally. any other countries. You know, I can put, so I'm speaking in India uh, in a couple of weeks, but I'm, I've been running some campaigns out in India and the amount of clicks I'm getting for what I'm spending, you know, is, is outrageous. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that side of things, going back to Facebook with you. Do you find that, you know, you can get, or can you share some of the best places where you can get some real good traction for a real low cost in Facebook? Because obviously everyone obsesses over the UK and obviously the cost of that's always going to be, you know, what it is and um, stuff like that. But is there any kind of cheap tips, if you like, um, that you can give from your experience? Yeah, I mean, obviously, so Facebook works on an option. So essentially, the if we're talking about locations, the countries are the places that have the most other people advertising in or targeting towards is going to be more expensive. So, you know, US, UK, Canada, all these types of places are going to be far more expensive than if you're to go out to the likes of India, purely based on the auction. So I mean, some people, I'm maybe not necessarily the biggest fan of doing this, but a lot of people will, if they're running Facebook ads, will serve their ads to the likes of India to get social proof on the ads, likes, comments, et cetera, before then moving that ad over to, to the UK or the US or wherever they're going. Yeah. I'm not really the biggest fan of doing that personally. And I'd much rather do what you're doing, which is if you're, you're actually going out to speak in India, so we're going to target ads there to try and almost build a bit of a brand there before you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that makes total sense to me. In, t- in terms of, you know, getting the cheapest bang for your buck when it comes to um, Facebook ads, still and, and still the best thing to do is, is simply create video, video content. So, for example, when I promote my podcast, what I'll do is I will take a segment from the podcast. It might be a one minute, 30 second, and that's actually my editor will do that. So when they get the podcast, I'll ask them to just pick out a one minute, 30 second segment, whatever it may be from it. They'll then turn that into a square video with captions and all that fun stuff. And then we'll use that video to promote the longer podcast. So it'll be a 30 second segment. Hopefully, you know, ideally it'd be something that's kind of funny, captures people's attention. Yeah. And and what you'll find is you'll get, because it's a, because you're promoting something, a podcast, because it's free and the actual ad that's promoting it is also a good piece of content, you're going to get a ton of video views on that, which then allows you to retarget all those people, which again is going to be super cheap. And you're also going to get super cheap clicks going to your podcast because you know the content that you're putting out there is, first of all, free and the ad itself is also classes free content. And if you then... Um, you're just a little bit smart about your targeting there as well and say that you're only targeting people that are on mobile that are you know apple users and they're currently on wi-fi then you're you're going to get even cheaper because those people are you know prime condition for listening to a podcast there and then so 
I think the, I mean, when it comes down to cost and Facebook, yeah, you can go out to different countries and things, but nothing beats good creative. And if you can create, I, I always say, I mean, if you've, what works on paid is, is essentially what works on organic. So if you can, if you can create something that is, that works well organically, you can just add fuel to the fire by putting paid behind it. So creative is always going to be the, the most important thing. So, you know, little short, funny uh, videos I found tends to be the best. <laughs> and finally, before you go, um, in terms of creating these funny things, uh, videos or whatever, did you ever get training for that or does that all come naturally or do you watch someone in particular to try and better yourself at this stuff? That's a, that's a really good question. You know, I've never had training in it. I did once... Um, and I, and I bid to get out of my comfort zone because I'm a massive fan of just trying different things to get out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I did go to an acting class for a couple of sessions. Um, I don't think that's really had an impact on on my videos, but that's something I have done. <laughs> um, I have considered maybe trying like stand up as well, just to try try that. I think, um, yeah. In fact, this is an interesting story to to this, which is. All of the videos, like I, I was absolutely terrible at video when I first started. Like you can go back to my first video on YouTube and see how bad it is. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've now been creating video pretty consistently for four or five years. And even to this day, so maybe a month ago, um, I filmed a video in my head that I thought was quite funny, which is, you know, the memes that are like, what I think I do, what my mom thinks I do, what society thinks I do. Mm-hmm. I tried to create a video version of that. And once I sent it to my editor, we realized it was, it was crap. Like it was so bad. It just wasn't funny at all. Uh, and so we scrapped it. And so even to this day, I'm trying to film things and we're, I'm sending it to the editor or I'll get, I like the girlfriend test is always a good one. Like, does the girlfriend laugh at it or not? And it, we'll scrap it if it's not funny. I think where most people kind of hold themselves back from is they, they put so much pressure on themselves to try and be funny or to try and be a certain way that it means they just don't create because they're too scared that they're not going to achieve that. Whereas I've kind of got the philosophy of, you know, I'll try to be funny or I'll try be whatever, we'll create it. And you know what, if it's rubbish, it's fine. Scrap it. No one needs to see it. But you know, if it is relatively funny, then we'll put out and you know what, if nobody engages with it, then that's fine. We just move on to the next piece. Um, that's a good good philosophy to have and um, as I say if you can't laugh at yourself and stuff like that then who can you laugh at but as I say you're doing great work I think it's for whatever it's worth I think some of them are really funny <laughs> I know some, I've showed a few other people and they're like man that's not funny that's terrible but uh, <laughs> you know but uh, as I say, one person does yeah, as long as someone's finding it funny, I'm sure, um, you know, the vast bit, you, you've got a massive following online and you always see people laughing at them. So now, as I say, keep up the good work. I've certainly seen from the outside looking in um, a definite improvement and, uh, as I say, more confidence and stuff like that. So um, do keep up the good work. But thank you very much for coming on and sharing some tips and a bit about yourself. If anyone wants to hook up with you, ask you advice, you know, join one of your stuff. Where's the best place for people to get a hold of you? Yeah, best place is just head over to my website, which is mrgavinbell.com uh, and you'll get links to everything there. And if you want to actually send a message, then Instagram's probably the best. And it's just at Mr. Gavin Bell again. 
Cool, Gavin. Well, thank you very much, as I say, and I will catch up with you soon. Yeah, I hope to see you in person soon. Cheers.